Welcome to Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Star Sports Podcast. It's Monday, April 18th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. It's football season. No, we're not talking about the USFL or college spring football. The Chiefs and other NFL teams are starting to assemble at practice facilities to prepare for organized team activities. On Monday, Patrick Mahomes and McCole Hardman were among the Chiefs who spoke with reporters, and those players are the ones you'll hear from today. The primary topic was the team's future without star-wide receiver Tyreek Hill, who was traded to the Miami Dolphins last month. It's the first time since the trade Chiefs players have met the media, so naturally the impact of losing Hill was the popular subject. And when you think about it, Mahomes and Hardman are the two players most impacted by the move. So that and several other items were covered in the conversations you'll hear today. You'll hear the questions and the answers that took place on a Zoom call. So let's get started with Patrick Mahomes. Hey, Patrick. um, It it certainly looks like you're coming back to a little bit of a different world. Uh, Tyreek's gone. uh, Pringle's gone. Marcus Robinson's gone. Mike Kafka's gone. I know you got some new receivers coming in. Uh, Matt Nagy's back. I'm just wondering what all this means to you, and particularly not having Tyreek anymore. And Brad, uh, Brad, I'll have a second question as well. Yeah, I mean, um, it's definitely going to be different in a sense, but uh, I, th- I feel like we still have a strong foundation of guys that have been here um, over the last few years. And then with Coach Reed, Coach Bienemy, and then having a guy like Coach Nagy back, I mean, uh, it's someone that I've, I've worked with before. So I have that commonality. Um, and then uh, as far as on the field, we were bringing in a lot of different receivers, um, but we still have guys like Trav and stuff like that that can kind of teach the ways that we do things, how we practice, everything like that. McColl can do that as well. Um, and then um, we'll have to find production in different ways than we did the last year because Tyreek was such a, a big part of our offense. Um, but I, I think you've seen in games that we haven't had Tyreek or we haven't had certain people, other guys have stepped up and made plays happen, and I expect that to happen this year as well. Okay. And uh, I know you've had a chance to throw to Juju and to uh, Valdez Scantling a little bit. What are your thoughts on them? What do they bring you guys that maybe you didn't have uh, before? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that you see is, as I've thrown to all these guys, really, um, is that we have a lot of size in that receiving room that we haven't necessarily had in the past. Uh, we've done it different ways with speed and and uh, beating guys deep and stuff like that. But to have big physical receivers that can still run, that can still uh, catch the ball over the top, but at the same time, there's been balls I've even thrown while we're throwing uh, just kind of out there routes on air type stuff, and I'm throwing it high, thinking it's an overthrow, and those guys are catching it easy. So uh, just having that size, I think, will be different. Um, I'm excited for it. I think it will be a uh, something that we can be very useful for us during the season. Let's go next to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Patrick. And, and Brad, I'll have a couple things. Um, last year, obviously, uh, the way Tampa defended you guys in the Super Bowl is the way you guys were defended a lot of the rest of the season. Do you anticipate and have you prepared for a lot of what the Bengals were giving you to see that over the course of the rest of this next season? Yeah, I mean, they – they did a lot of the same similar stuff that we had saw in the Buffalo game, the, the game before, and we had seen kind of during the season. That's a lot of shell coverages, first, second down, and then um, bringing their dying personnel and playing man uh, with a little spy a spy on me. And uh, they did a good job of that, especially in the second half. Um, but uh, I think that just goes with us having to execute at a higher level. Uh, we're going to see man coverages. We'll see shell coverages. We're going to see a lot of different uh, pitches, uh, I guess you would say. And so for us, it's about finding ways to have success. Uh, finding ways to run the football, finding ways to play action off the run, make make those big plays still happen, um, and uh, just kind of find the team that we are, which I think can be a very special football team. And then just football-wise, what's been on your mind most this offseason? 
Yeah, it's actually been it's been cool for me because uh, at this point last year I was still in the boot. So um, just to be able to have a full off season where I can train from right from the get go, I can throw, do all these different type of things. It's something that I wasn't able to do at this point last year. So uh, definitely excited about that. I feel like I'm in a great spot now, uh, getting a lot of work with these receivers down here in Texas. So uh, I think uh, it'll have me a little bit more advanced than I even was at this point last off season. Go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Brad, I have a sick one as well. Um, Patrick, thanks for doing this. Um, as you were getting to know these guys more and more, just what are you trying to get them to understand as to what it's like to run Coach Reed's offense, and how much implement do you feel like you have as to how the offense may change uh, from last year to this year? Yeah, I think um, the biggest thing for the work that we've been getting in Texas is first we want to build those relationships. I mean, I think that's what made us uh, that's made us so great over these last few years is we have a, a team that our bond of our team, the chemistry that we have, that we can go out there and be who we are. Um, so I wanted to get everybody together so they get to meet each other, they learn how each other uh, kind of acts with each other and how how to build those friendships. Um, and then I, I wanted to really focus on the details because uh, we, we're we're kind of starting. You get to start bright, brand new again. Uh, from the first thing, those things that you kind of just blew uh, blew through and kind of went through really quickly last year, you get to really focus on those details, uh, which I think is a great thing for us because we'll get to go back to the to the basics of it, learn it from there, um, and then evolve as the season goes on. And so uh, we'll definitely have different things. We always are evolving as offense and changing. Um, but I think having this this good of a receiving room, I mean, everybody uh, that can go out there and make plays, uh, it'll be great competition, and I think will help us in the long run. And with that. Um, Patrick, Andy mentioned earlier today that both he and Brett Veach kept you and Travis informed as to how the negotiations were going with Tyreek and then obviously uh, the decision to lead to the trade. I just wonder when you found out that uh, he wasn't going to be your teammate anymore, just what was your initial reaction and then how have you tried to sort of um, focus elsewhere knowing that, you know, this is sort of a new challenge in your career? Yeah, I mean, obviously my initial reaction uh, was a little bit of shock. I mean, even though you, you knew that this was a possibility, um, just the play with the guy that you've played and built a friendship with over the last uh, six years, um, it, it definitely was something that you didn't you didn't want him to leave more for the just being able to hang out in the locker room and do that stuff than the actual on-the-field stuff. Um, but you're happy for him, man. I mean, he, he got a great contract. Obviously, he's back uh, where he has a house in the offseason around a lot of his family and stuff like that. Um, and I, I wish the best for him. And then for me, it was just, this is, we got to keep rolling. That's just kind of how it is in this league is it's a business as much as it is about um, your friendships and stuff like that. And so uh, we, we know that in order to, to have success in this league, to keep evolving and keep getting better. And so uh, I got with those with these new receivers as quickly as possible and try to build that so that we could have success right when we get going this year. Thanks to James Palmer. Go James. Patrick, this is our first opportunity to hear you talk about the match, man. Why are you and Josh going to win this thing? You know, man, I, I think uh, the reason we're going to win is because we're going to be able to play the course a little differently than, than uh, old Tom and old Aaron over there. So they're going to be hit playing and nice and easy. You know, they might get us on a couple par threes and stuff like that. But whenever we can really open it up and use the drivers, um, it's going to be nice to be able to use our little wedges while they're using their six irons. So that'll, that'll help us a little bit. Uh, let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Patrick, good to see you. Uh, for the COVID restrictions to, to be over, this is pretty unique for, for Andy Reid not to have everyone back in Kansas City, even for phase one. And I guess it, it's, a, it's a blanket question. How did this process of these guys staying in Texas with you come about with Andy? Was it your idea? Who's down there exactly? Are they staying with you? And what are these pseudo practices like? Just as much detail as you're willing to give about kind of how this came about and what's happening. 
Yeah, so it, it kind of started off where I was going to have some guys anyways uh, come run routes and, and do stuff like that before OTA started. And then as I kind of talked to, to Coach Reed and EB, um, they, they kind of informed me. They're like, if you want to get everybody down there, then uh, we can do the virtual these first few weeks um, and kind of keep everybody together. Because like that, you're, you're off the field. I get to, I'm going to lunch with these guys. I'm, I'm working out with these guys as well, not just throwing. So you kind of build those relationships that way. Um, and, and plus, we're in a, a little warmer weather than KC is right now. So uh, it was a it was a thing where we were gonna have to work anyways and get off and do off the field. And then we decided that it was as long as we were in Texas working together. The coaches said that we could do it virtually and still get the learning that we need. Um, and that just evolves with the trust that they have in us is that we're gonna be uh, vets and we're gonna do it the right way like we've been doing. And um, whenever we roll into KC in May, uh, we'll we'll be ready to go then too. Let's go next to Todd Palmer. Go, ahead, Todd. Uh, hey, Patrick, appreciate the time. Um, you, you mentioned the shell coverage and everything you guys saw last year. In what way do you feel like um, maybe spreading the ball around, diversifying the offense will help you defeat some of those coverages you saw, you know, now that you're going to have maybe a, a variety of weapons they have to account for? Yeah, I mean, I'm very I'm very interested to see how defenses are going to play us just in general because, I mean, a lot of that shell stuff was because of the speed that we had on the outside and, and this year we have such we have that speed still with guys like Valdez, Scanlon, and McColl, but we also have bigger guys um, that can catch up the middle with with Travis, obviously, and Juju, and 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 all these guys. So we have we kind of have a nice mixture uh, of speed and size, which I think will force defenses to try to not only play those deep coverages, but all, but come up and play some man too. Um, so if, I think it's going to be able to have a different variety for them where they won't know exactly where the ball's going every single play. They, they don't know where it's going to because we have so many different guys that can make plays in this offense. Thanks to Herbie GOP. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Patrick. Speaking of so many guys who can make plays on the offense, McCole Hardman, well, what are your expectations and what has been your message to him uh, as he enters this season, especially with Tyreek gone now? Yeah, I mean, I think um, – Whenever McColl's gotten opportunities in this offense, even if it's even when Tyreek would have to go out and then he would come in and run the routes of Tyreek Grant, he made plays happen. Um, he made a lot of big plays and big moments, especially at the end of last season. Um, and so for me, it's just continue to be himself. I mean, he doesn't have to be Tyreek Hill. I mean, he has to be McColl Hardman, and I think McColl Hardman can be a, a, a great player in this offense. He's made a pro Bowl already, and I think he can keep getting better and better. So um, – Everybody kind of puts that thing of, hey, he's got to replace Tyreek. I think he can be his own player, which he can be a pro bowler and a great player in this offense as well. So uh, I think just him continue to evolve and, and, and play hard and practice hard, uh, he'll be have a, have a great season this year. Let's go next to Todd Lebo. Go ahead, Todd. On that same front, Patrick, uh, people have made a lot the fact that he didn't really do some of the off – site off-season workout stuff in the past like coming down and catching passes with you he's been down there with you guys some you see that as a sign that uh he understands maybe how big this opportunity is to step up in this offense and how important it can be for his future since this is the last year of his first deal yeah i mean i think i think since mccall's been here we've had covid for like the last two years and then um and then obviously this year he, he came down here so it wasn't like he's been missing a lot of things here and there i kind of got overblown i think a little bit because he wasn't there the first week, but he's been here ever since. Um, so uh, it's uh, I think got overblown a little bit in a sense, but uh, he's a guy who's always worked hard. I mean, he's, he's a guy that's always putting in the, putting in the time um, and just kind of waiting for his opportunity. I mean, when you have two All-Pro uh, Chiefs legends that are, are getting a lot of the catches, it, I mean, it's hard to get everybody the targets um, that, that that they want. But he every time he's in there and has his opportunity, he's going 100 miles an hour as hard as he can. So you respect guys like that, and then you're happy that. He'll have even a bigger chance to have a bigger opportunity 
uh, opportunity this year, and I expect big things from him. Got time for three more. We'll go right down the line, starting with Darren. Go ahead, Darren. Hey, Patrick, how you doing? Doing good. How are you? Doing good. Uh, two questions for you. First one, look, you, you, you've always talked about going into the offseason how you want to be a better quarterback, um, and you know, and 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 up, you know, up with your accuracy and stuff like that. What type of challenges do you see uh, that you're willing to face, obviously, with, with this new core receivers to where it'll cause the defense uh, problem this time around and then I have a follow-up? Yeah, no. So, I mean, first off, it's about me building that timing with those guys. I mean, I got to make sure that I'm on that same timing that I was uh, with Tyreek and with some, and Pringle and D-Rob these last few years. Um, and so that's why we're doing what we're doing now. And I think uh, just having – the different variety, I think it's going to be huge for us. I mean, the, the defense doesn't know where the ball is going to. I mean, we have so many different guys that can make plays and do stuff out there. Um, and that I'm just excited to be able to go out there and spread the football around, be able to run the football. I mean, I think our offensive line, we had, at the end of the last year, was probably one of the best, if not the best offensive line in, this, in the league. Um, so being able to run the football with them as well, uh, it will make our offense more diverse and I think will make us more successful in the long run. And I know we haven't really had a chance to really talk to you since the offseason, but obviously all the moves that are being made, in the, in the, especially in the AFC, you got Russell Wilson to Denver, you've got the Deshaun Watson going over to Cleveland. I mean, how do you how do you foresee this, you know, this upcoming season with the AFC being as loaded as it is and the type of challenge that it's going to face for you all to try to get back at least to the to AFC championship game, if not the Super Bowl? Yeah, no. I mean, if you look at our schedule, I mean, it seems like every team that we've played uh, was in the was in the playoffs these last the last few years. And so for us, um, it's about going out there, um, knowing that we're going to play great football every single week. And if we don't, we're going to lose. So you're going to play great football every single week, um, and uh, try to find a way to win the AFC West first off, um, and then try to get into the playoffs on the AFC and try to get the Super Bowl again. I mean, it's a uh, it's always going to be a challenge. You're always going to win big football games. Uh, obviously, this year's even bigger than most because of how stacked AFC West is. Um, but you don't want it any, any other way to be able to go into a division like this and uh, try to win the AFC West again in this division. Uh, that would just show the, the, the true the true success that we, we've had uh, running in the, the Chiefs' kingdom so far. We'll go last to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Patrick. Always appreciate your time, man. Um, this is the first kind of normal draft process that we've had in a few years. And I'm wondering what your kind of draft process is. Do you have any contact with some of the guys that are coming out and training? Um, what feedback are you giving? And, and, and what's Brett Beach giving you as far as the process? And where will you be during the draft and keeping an eye on, on what the Chiefs are doing? Yeah, no, I mean, um, I, I obviously, if they ask me stuff, I'll, I'll give my input and stuff like that. But I trust in uh, – Beach. I trust in Coach Reed. Uh, if you look at their their history, I mean, they, they've found players everywhere in the draft that, that have had success on this team. Um, and so I always trust in them that they're going to make the right decisions. They keep me in the loop just kind of like everything else of kind of what they're looking at and stuff like that. Um, but as far as where I will be for the draft, I actually have a bachelor party that weekend. So um, my, but one of my best friends from high school was bachelor party is that weekend. I don't want to say where. Um, but I'll, I'll be on that, and but I'll, I'll sure to stay in touch and, and be be in tune with what's going on, on on draft night. Patrick, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Thank y'all. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners: unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars' award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site 
and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll get started and we'll start first with Herbie T.O.P. Go to Herbie. Hey, Nicole, hope you're well. Have yeah, two quick yeah, I have two questions here for you. How's the workout going down there in Texas with uh, Patrick and some of the new receivers that you're getting to know? Uh, it's going good. Um, just, you know, basic terminology, just, you know, getting our feet wet, not going to rest off a little bit and um, get some uh, timing down and, you know, trying to get prepared before we get to uh, OTAs. And I know like last year, I'm going to point to last year, you pointed out a couple of times that it was kind of sometimes it was tough to eat when you're, you're playing alongside two all pros with Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. Uh, how much does your mindset and your approach now change after the Tyreek Hill trade, knowing that a lot of Hill's targets can now start coming your way? Um, I mean, basically, I think it's just um, being prepared for the opportunity, um, just, you know, working. So, you know, because, you know, I think we're going to have an offense where we're going we're gonna to spread the ball a lot, you know, around a lot. So I think it's just more so being prepared for uh, whenever those, you know, targets or whatever come your way and just be the best way prepared you can and just go out there and with the mindset of, you know, uh, stepping up and trying to fill the role. And um, just trying to keep that mindset like that and uh, just be ready. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, McCole, um, you know, with, with Tyreek being gone and, and Pringle being gone and Demarcus Robinson being gone, how do you see your role changing here um, this year? And Brad, I'll have a second question as well. Honestly, I don't know. I think I can figure it out when, when we get back to the OTAs and training camp and to see the plan that the coaches have and um, their plan for me and, and see and see how that goes. But, um, you know, honestly, I think it's just a, a, another opportunity, like I just said, to be prepared for and, be able to take advantage of and uh, and when though and the opportunity to come, you just gotta be ready for it. So Okay, and uh what are your expectations for yourself this season? Um, be better than I was last year, honestly. Um that's as much as I can say, you know, um like I said, it's a uh, uh, one in a generation type of player has left a team. So, you know, somebody gotta step up and fill the role or, you know, most people that's gotta step up and try to, you know, fill their voice. So um but for myself personally, man, I just want to be better than I was last year. Uh, get better as an overall receiver and um, like kind of establish my name a little bit more. Um, catching the ball, running routes, uh, yards have to catch, everything, trying to improve on it and, and just get better. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go to Pete. Hey, Michael, I have a follow-up to Herbie's notion about the eating with Kelsey and Hill. Uh, at the moment that you, you start to find out that this Hill trade is going to happen, is there like a bittersweet aspect to it? I, I know you guys were very close and it was a big part of the offense, but finally maybe there there was a feeling that, okay, you know, this is finally the year I've been and the opportunity that I've been waiting for in a sense. Um, I want to say bittersweet. I think um, ultimately I would love for him to be back on the team. Like, you know, uh, somebody like that you would want on your team. Um, he, he brought a lot, you know, to the game and, a lot that the defense got to prepare for. Um, so I think that's definitely a, a hit for sure, you know. Um, but the, for the rest of your question, um, 
I wouldn't say it's like the time I've been waiting for is more so is the opportunity is bigger, if that makes sense. Like, I'm, I think I'm a, that's the word I'm going to say, the opportunity is bigger. Um, so, but that's just up to, you know, the coaches and, and the coaching staff to, to really, you know, see how they want to use me in that role or how, how they want to use me this year. And um, But it's up to me to be prepared for that and, and just get better each and every day. And so however they want to do everything, and I'll be ready for it. So. Let's go next to Aaron Ladd. Go ahead, Aaron. I have a two-parter here, and I kind of want to hit on what everybody else is asking. In the era of Travis Hill and, and yourself, did you ever feel like the odd man out? We've been kind of seeing some tweets from you, uh, maybe kind of feeling like that way. Did you ever feel that way? The odd man out? No, I mean, I mean, if whoever you are, man, with Travis and Tyreek, man, they're going to talk about them day one and two, you know what I'm saying? And even with, you know, Pat, quarterback, that's three. So it's like – you got these three-headed monsters that's going to be talked about regardless. You know, I think it's just more so of, um, I don't know, that, that I man out got me <laughs> thinking. I, mean, I, don't, I don't feel like an I man out. No, I think I, I, I progressed like I posted to. I played like I posted to. And I, I took advantage of whenever I got my chance, even with everybody around. So I don't think I was the I man out. I, I think I did what I was supposed to do. And, and everybody knew I, you know, did it where I should, I should have did, you know, so. And obviously you finished last year uh, very strong. And Andy Reid kind of talked about kind of molding what you do well with kind of the play calling. Uh, was there a moment in time in which they sat you down and, and kind of had that discussion or, or was it kind of a process throughout the whole year? I had a progress throughout the whole year. Just, you know, I think things at the end of the year kind of clicked and, you know, we started, you know, doing different things to, uh, to open more doors up for me, myself personally. Um, so, um, and, at the same time, still, you know, calling the plays that we needed to call to get the, you know, the main guys open. So, um, basically, just one of those those uh, things that happen where we kind of figure out like what we should do when it comes to me, as far as like you know, what time to give me a jet sweep, what time to give me a screen, or when when to come to me in, in certain situations. So, I think we just had a good dress of filling that out and coming into this year. I'm pretty sure they're gonna try to do something similar as you know how we was at the end of the year. Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go, Nate. Hello, McCall. I have two as well. Just, you've been the most experienced guy right now who has worked with Pat over the last, now going into four years. Just, have you noticed anything in these early workouts that sort of continue to show your connection with him, uh, especially with giving the opportunity? Um, <clears throat> I think the connection going to grow as we get through training camp and, you know, starting to, you know, build that bond and that connection. So, um, but we, we already got got a connection for sure over these past three years. Um, and like I said, it's just going to get, you know, uh, at better as it, as it goes. So, you know, come into a, maybe another role that I might get into, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just depends on how everything goes. And so my job is just to be in the right spot, you know, all the time. And um, just be, oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, yeah. Try to be in the best spot at all time. So, um, yeah, I think the connection definitely going to get um, better as it goes. And uh, my second question was, you know, this is the first time I'm, I'm sure you've watched them on film and watched them and admire them from afar. But this is your first time being with MVS, being with Juju. Just what have those workouts been like? And just what have you gotten to know more about them, uh, obviously being in person during, during these training sessions? Oh, yeah. My kids, uh, MVS, that boy fast. I didn't know he was that fast. Uh, <laughs> he, he's definitely moving. Um, uh, you know, bigger receiver, you know, taller receiver that got some speed on him. Um, I think it'll be very beneficial to our offense for sure. Um, Juju, he, I think Juju is Juju. Um, 
I I don't think I, we haven't worked out yet. Uh, I think he's been doing things, but he should be back this week, I believe. But um, so, but I know he's a good receiver. He um, kind of a bigger receiver. You know, they can go in there, be a great blocker. They can get intermediate routes, those short routes, and you know, do what he's supposed to do. So uh, I think it's a great combination for all three of us, honestly. Uh, so, but yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how they go through training camp and you know adjust to the offense and get the playbook down. I think once they um, finally get the playbook and uh, you know how we run things and how the, everything goes, I think they're gonna come into their own for sure. Got time for a couple more. We'll go Matt, Derek, and then Steve Walls. Go ahead, Matt. <clears throat> hey, McCall. Always appreciate your time, man. Um, Andy was talking to us earlier about you know that he's seen a lot of guys have big seasons in their contract year. And obviously that last year, your rookie deal is always a big, big moment for a guy in a player's career. To you, do you, do you feel that? Do you feel like you're getting a little bit of juice knowing that this is a contract season for you and, that there, you know, that there's big opportunities ahead for you to have a big season? Uh, yeah, I definitely want to have one of my best seasons for sure, especially in the, in the contract year. Um, that's definitely a thought that goes through your head. But um, I think, honestly, you really can't just look too far in the future. You know, I think that's kind of like, that you can mess up is looking too far in the future and thinking like, I want to have this, I want to have that, but more so just taking one day at a time and let everything unfold like it's supposed to. But it's definitely something on my mind of having a big year for sure. Last, Steve Walls. Good, Steve. McCole, what's happening, brother? How you doing? It's good. How you doing? I'm good, man. Uh, Patrick said something that was uh, kind of interesting earlier uh, when he talked about uh, you, one of the videos that he posted that, that you weren't there at the workout and, and it's kind of blown out of proportion. Uh, you know, do you feel that way uh, when, you, when, you, when you hear, you know, stuff like that? If people are just like, oh, well, he should be there uh, working out with Patrick. And, and, of course, you were there, but uh, do you feel that way? Um, I know that's what he, what he had said earlier. And I have a <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely, definitely blown out of proportion for sure. Um, I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what sometimes what people would be thinking. Um, I mean, I've been working out the whole offseason. You know what I mean? Not to mention, like, when we go to OTAs, training camp, I'm going to have four months with Pat to throw, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, and uh, I think, honestly, they got to understand that uh, people have individual lives as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't just be – I can't be on Pat ass all day. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just not going to happen. You know what I mean? But, um, obviously, uh, the week before I got there, they had already had some earlier workouts, you know, which I was already planning to get the next week. So, which they probably don't wouldn't even know about that. But so um, definitely, I got it next weekend. Going to be out there to continue the two weeks before we go to TAs and be out there. So, and this is the longest off season that you've ever been a part of since been in the league, man. Um, what, what are some of the things that you're you're trying to work on? You know, I know you're down in house of athlete. How much are you working on? What are you working on exactly down there? And then how much are you, you know, getting games from, from guys like Brandon Marshall and and uh, Jarvis Landry and those guys? Uh, just basically uh, trying to get stronger and faster, you know, more explosive. Um, how I kind of go through the offseason, the first part is I want to get you to focus on those first, uh, three things, not really focus on football at all. Like, I don't want to think about football because you didn't did it for like six, seven months. So, um, But then afterwards you get all that done and then when you finally get to like, you know, the OTA phase period, it's kind of like starting to get better on, you know, top of releases, you know, releases, top of your routes, stuff like that, and just kind of like, slowly work your way back into the grind. You know, you don't want to, like, try to kill yourself too fast. Uh, I think rest is important. And um, so that's kind of how I go. Like, make sure I'm taking care of my body, but also, like, trying to just, you know, fine-tune the little things, the basic things, the fundamentals of, you know, my game, and then just, you know, slowly progress into, like, you know, OTAs and training camp. McCall, we appreciate you taking this time. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you. 
That'll do it for today. Thanks to Randy Mason, Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, and Chris Pickett for putting together today's show. And here's the first of several reminders this week about the Morning Sports Edition, the packed sports section that comes with a digital subscription to the Star. The thing was 30 pages this morning. you got to have this in your life. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back on Tuesday with another episode of Sportsbeat KC. KC.